Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Carlos Rios is All Ears. Today, you're listening to a conversation with my good friend, Corey Bayless. Uh, he's an entrepreneur and a family man, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. We we worked together for a while in Austin, and uh, he's just someone that it was always fun having around, always brought energy and motivation to the team. So he's got a lot of awesome things to say, and uh, he's always been super supportive and super generous with me. And so I just I'm glad to have been able to capture this conversation with him and to share it with you. We talked about all kinds of stuff about when we work together. We talk about uh, entrepreneurship. We talk about sales. We talk about family a good bit. Um, yeah, all kinds of good stuff like that. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. How are you doing, Corey? It's been like, gosh, I don't know how many years since I've seen you or talked to you man it's been a good while uh every now and then we uh we've we've touched base on social media but it's been uh it's been a good while since we had an in-depth conversation man yeah like an actual interaction well i don't think that we ever did even when we were working in the same place like we'll hang out and see each other and like pull around and be goofs but you were holed up over there doing all your (laughs) moving boxes and such around yeah, they yeah. kept me moving for sure. Yeah, man. I don't think people need to keep you moving. You just go. <laughs> <laughs> so what's new with you? What are you up to these days? Well, man, it's been, uh, like I said, man, I'm, I'm kind of on an adventure right now. Um, uh, Kimberly took a, um, she took a position as a travel nurse. And oh, Wow. Yeah, so back in January, um, I mean, things got real sketchy at her last job, and things got real weird. And so yeah. uh, in December, we kind of just took a leap of faith, and she applied for a job, and they told her that she had to be ready to leave immediately. And she was like, well, I got to kind of quit my other job first. And they're like, well, we can't wait, so we'll call you back again later. You should That's- quit now, and, and we'll give you a call in a month. And we were like, okay. So she like quit her job in December and then about the second. This past December? Yeah. Okay. And then about the second week of January, we were getting a little little nervous. We were like, okay, no call yet. <laughs> and then all That's of a sudden wild. they called us that week and we're like, all right, we got a plane for you in two days. Are you ready to go or what? And we were like, wow, that happened fast. <laughs> it sure did. That's nuts, man. It sounds like out of a movie or something. Yeah, it was crazy. It's something that we hadn't experienced before. Yeah. And so she went out to Denver first, and then she's moved around in Oregon, a few different places. Uh, yeah. Eugene, Springfield, Florence, Salem. She's kind of been all over the place. But finally, in the summer, we got tired of trying to go back and forth uh, with me and the kids to see her and for her to come back to see us. And yeah. So we just decided, well, what's holding us here? So we, we're on the road with her right now. <laughs> yeah. And we thought we were going to only be on the road for the summer. And yeah. then by the time the boys started school, we were going to have them back in, back in Austin. And then yes. by, by the time school rolled around, then we were like, 
oh wow like the the school that we had them enrolled in was a stem academy so okay. they started two and a half weeks before aisd oh wow okay yeah so all of a sudden i got the i got a i got a text that they're like oh you're having meet the teachers night and i was like wait a second don't we got like two weeks and they're like no school starting monday and i was like oh crap so wow. <laughs> yeah so we just back. decided to like we were already kind of on the fence of having to leave mommy again you know so we decided to Man. enroll them in an online stem academy and now we're kind of living hotel life uh Whoa. yeah man it's crazy i mean the boys are doing school right here so so when did this hotel life start then this just a couple of months ago or a month ago or something like that yeah it was um the last day of june we drove out of austin and we landed in oregon on the day before fourth of july so you're in oregon right now yeah And how long will you, are you going to be there? You know. Well, Kimberly's contract um, it just got extended a while back um, till the end of October. Okay. Um, but the way things are going with like the new vaccines and things like that, mm -hmm. um, they may actually extend it longer. Um, yeah. It just hasn't. It's not in stone yet. Yes. And um, the site lead that was working with her on the location that she's at um, actually just got moved. Uh, last week that she got moved to Portland yeah. and then um, she might be getting moved again. So, I mean, we're kind of up in the air, like week to week. We never really know. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. That's quite a, that's quite a leap of faith. Like you said, that's a, yeah. And good for you. I mean, it sounds like you're doing this in, in part to support her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, luckily my, 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 my business, um, some of it kind of had to get put on hold. Yeah, you have to tell me about it because I have no idea what what it all involves. <laughs> I just see Bayless Enterprises. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So like some of my business I got put on hold and other parts of my business I got partners. So some of my partners, I have a partner in Anna outside of Dallas and I got a partner in like the domain in Austin. So um, yeah, I'm able yeah. to work remotely and grow those aspects of the business, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot. <laughs> What I got started doing, like yeah. in like 2001 was the first time I started my own business. Oh, and wow. I started, I started uh, reselling. Basically okay. Flipping. This is one thing that is elusive about you, Corey, is yeah. that you look and, you know, have the energy of someone that's like, 21 years old, years old. <laughs> uh, but I think your oldest child is older than that yes <laughs> so, dude your boy your boy is a grandpa over here now I, I don't really know. I'm telling you man three times man my daughter has got three little ones her oldest that's so just turned four. strange Corey that's weird it, dude it's weird right <laughs> <laughs> But is it okay if I ask you how old you are? Absolutely, dude. I'll be 42 next month. Wow. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, 42. I mean, I'm not too far from there myself. <laughs> I'm 34. Well, you, you look quite young yourself, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, man, we just got to keep it up. Keep that. There's good vibes going and good, good eating habits for the most part. 
and I, all I, that. I try on that aspect. Kimberly helps me with that. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as good on it. On it's hard, own. man. Hey, at least I don't know. And Austin is hard, man, because you know some people what what keeps them like eating all these kinds of food is that they're just kind of slobs. But I think some people they just love food. And I'm one yeah. of those that I just love food and good food. And being in Austin, man, there's just so much good stuff. There's so much good food. Yeah, yeah. It's been and, weird in Oregon, man. There's not, and it's weird being like hotel living because in the last place we were in, we were able to bring like little appliances in. So we had like a little burner and a little like little things. But this place, since we've been here in Eugene, like they've got strict policies. You can't bring in any yeah. appliances because of like fire safety and whatnot. Have you tried doing Airbnbs or is it just more expensive or? Um, well, we don't get a lot of say. Um, mm. Oh, so this is like the job puts you on a, on a place. Yeah, because you, we're, wow. we're, we're, we're wherever Kimberly's job places us. Wow. Well, yeah. I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Which for the most part has been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, with this place, not being able to bring any appliances and not being able to cook myself, man, I like to cook. I like to eat and I like to cook. Nice. Very nice. And so they, they won't let us cook. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, and Oregon's not like Austin. (laughs) It doesn't have, you can be going a bunch of places. Yeah. There's not, there's not so many places that, that I had, I had my, uh, friend from church, man. She, she hit me up. She's like, Corey, I know you're trying all the cuisines out there. And I was like, there's nothing nothing dude i am my wife and i so for starting on january of this year uh we moved um from texas to wisconsin now i know yeah dude i know packers there are there it's everywhere Uh, yeah baby (laughs) (laughs) and uh we moved here and uh we're actually we're dying to we're dying to move back to um to texas what is that I said you did it for the team, right? That's right. Yeah, we came here because Katie came to do some schooling. Actually, doing uh, you uh, know about this, uh, doing a band music and instrument repair. So you know, kind of like a Dennis or you know Larry and those all good Paul, all those awesome people over there. Yeah, Um, and uh, at Straight Music, and so she's always being very mechanically oriented and is good at doing all that kind of stuff and very crafty. She does sewing too. And she does like all this amazing stuff. Cool. She built, she built this like overalls for herself and like, she's built a couple for other people. Like they're like amazing though with tons That's of awesome. pockets and whatnot. And so we came here so she could do some schooling in, and uh, this little shop and it actually didn't end up going as well as we were hoping it would. They were okay. like charging a bunch of money, which is fine, right? School. But then she wasn't really being taught much. And she was basically just like an intern doing work for them. And okay. they were making money, right? Out of all the work she was doing. And then on top of that, we're paying them a bunch of money. Oh, and she's not getting taught. So it's like, she's like, this is what I've been doing at my other jobs. I'm just, they yeah. put me in the corner and I do work. and. They don't teach me a whole lot, but they're paying me, you know, and I'm here. We move all the way to Wisconsin and these people put me to do the same stuff that I've been doing this whole time. But instead, I'm wow. having to pay them a bunch of money. And it's like, this is this is silly. So 
And there's more to the story than that, but we ended up just kind of being like, you know what, we're, we're just going to not uh, continue paying for this and we're going to remove ourselves from this. But now we're stuck here. We're, we're, uh, we didn't have enough money saved up to move back immediately. So we're having to work some to save up to move back to Texas next year. Even the process, man. Yeah. It's, it's so cost. I mean, that's what kept me and Kimberly right off of Malvern Hill, like up in Menchaca in Austin. Like yes, we kept yes. us there for so long. We were renting and we kept saying like, we need to like move elsewhere because there was a lot of problems in the house, but yeah. it was like, it's so costly to move. I didn't want to move again until it was like final. Yes. Like, you know yes. what I mean? I wanted to know that this is my house. Yeah. <laughs> dude, no, we, so That's our hope is next year moving back to Texas and, and just settle down, dude. Cause you know, we, we, we want to have kids. We don't have kids yet. Right. We've been married 80 years. So we don't have kids. And so next year, uh, that's the hope we'll get a little Rioses out there. Yeah. And um, I'll be praying th- for you guys. Thank you, man. Please do that. Yeah, we, we really Absolutely. need that. And so that's the other part of it. If we want to settle down, have parents relatively close, you know, because my family's in Laredo, Texas, and her family's in Fort Worth. So we're thinking uh, we don't want to move back to Austin proper, right. but maybe like south like an hour like new brown falls or something like that is what we're thinking be close cool. to the mexican food and to the austin food <laughs> <laughs> That's Man, they got they got good food in san antonio too for real yeah 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 they, they do yeah so that's that's kind of the goal and you know what get our start planting some roots really become close to we had a really good church we used to go to in austin and yeah. and uh we moved to fort worth to we're trying to figure things out and uh we lived in Fort Worth from 2018 I believe till this past uh January so gotcha it's been a it's been a it's been an adventure man for sure yeah so, man but we're ready to get back and just settle down a little bit and that's that's kind of what we're doing we're like while we're you know while we're out here um you know, we got uh, our our pastor's brother. He's a financial advisor, so he's been helping us. Nice. You know, kind of really like uh, find ways to level up our credit score and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. really cool. He's like, like super smart because I thought I knew what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I like I like raised my credit score like forty points or something in a year, and he was like, he was like, dude, you need to do this, this, and this. And I was like, really? And he was like, he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. just do that, and like in five days, I'll rescore you. And I was like what <laughs> and yeah. sure enough dude i did i did the things that he told me and in like a week we were up like a hundred points yeah and i was like how did you do that and he was like he's like the programming teaches you how to do it it shows you exactly what you i was like it was crazy yeah so he was like he was like that kind he was like you can qualify for based on your income and your score you can qualify for like this kind of house but like mm-hmm. i'm trying to get a big enough house to you know, have a, a space that I can work in for my, my business. And I can yeah. have, I want my dad to move with me. My dad's getting older. And so yeah. it was like yeah. certain little accommodations that we wanted that didn't have to make my house massive, but yeah. those little extra details, you know how like it goes up really fast. Yeah. That's another reason we, we also want to like get a home. And when we're back in Texas, is because my mom is starting to get a little older. She's, she's, right. she's 58. She's not, that old or anything but uh you know that's she, young bro <laughs> oh she's oh no she's a young spirit too but you know we she's having to work she works at walmart overnight dude. 
Oh wow! Overhead and she hard. does she does she does hard work like yeah. uh, stocking merchandise, moving stuff around. So especially overnight, that's real hard, man. She just needs to settle down, man. But she, and she's she she hates change. <laughs> so I've been telling her like, well, try some other work. And I was like, no, I've been here. She's been there for like ten years now. And I was like, yeah. come on, like, but. So yeah, we're hoping at some point in the future, and that's something my wife and I have talked a lot about. You know, get her a nice little trailer home or something in our property, and get her a, yeah. a little garden to work on, and you know, something like that, and she'll be a happy lady. But so, so you're thinking about that for your dad, and yeah, big enough so for your business to too, and all that. Yeah, so it was like we're like he was like just trying to help us really get into a better spot where we can get kind of all the things that we need um and like i said not have to move like five more times you know i just yeah. want to like lock it down already and you know um so uh i've got him helping us and um we have um a real estate a realtor friend in austin as well who's mm -hmm. been helping us and we're kind of looking like in the like like you said, kind of like South Austin, like Kyle area. But Kyle, okay. Like Kyle all the way to like Anna. Man, so like, in a year in a year or two, we need to do this again and be in oh, person. Dude. That'll be fun. Oh man, that'd be so great. So this is this is like I it's you know, I know it's a it's a kind of a business thing and like I'm thinking of about future sponsorships and I'm thinking about Yeah. Uh that kind of thing right maybe open up for donations on patreon without ads some something like that but i'm not really like like i'm just doing this for fun <laughs> like as a hobby Amen. and i love talking to people and i love meeting new people and and doing this and i just i'm i don't know like i i just this is like a way to make it happen and to yeah. reconnect with people like you that I'm like, man, and I say reconnect, but even connect in a, in a deeper level. Cause like I saw you and I'm like, that guy's cool. And he's, he seems <laughs> fun and he has a really good energy and, you know, and like this whole, t you know, for years now, like you're like super supportive, like online, you know, if I post something, you're like, you send me all your energy and you're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, cool. And so I'm like, man, like, I wish I could have a good excuse to connect with that people and i guess other <laughs> normal people they just like get on the phone and talk with other people <laughs> but i'm like super awkward about it and this is like hey i have a podcast how about this as a reason to you know hang out and no, chat. man i don't think it's weird at all i think it's super cool um i absolutely think it's super cool and you know kind of i i believe you should you should always be I, like I said, I told you yesterday, I, I, I messaged you. I was like, I'm a shameless self-promoter. I was like, <laughs> I will, I, and you're my homeboy. I will shout yeah. your phrases all day long and tell everybody, listen to Carlos, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love your perspective. And that's, that's always been something, you know, I've messaged you before over the years. It's like your perspective. I always find um, insightful. Yeah. Like you, you, you'll get on Facebook every now and then, or you'll get on, you know, uh, most of the time I see it on Facebook, but you get on there and you'll post something. You'll just pose a question and you'll yeah. be like, Hey, you know, there's all this conflict in the world about, you know, X. And yeah. so you're like, is there a reason that we're mad about this? And then you'll like, you'll even put a little comment on under bottom. It's like, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I just want to know what y'all think. And yeah, it's like, sometimes yeah. I think those questions have to be asked because yeah. I think people are too quick to pick yeah. a side and then once they pick the side yeah like the 
cognitive dissonance. Like they, they're unwilling to change yeah. their perspective. Well, even so here in the question like triggers people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I think you, I think you always have a very positive and uh, way of asking the question that sometimes a lot of people don't want to ask. Yeah. You know? I try, like, you know, the, the old, like really liberal view on, on like political dynamics is that we need to try and find our common humanity. Yeah. So it's, it's a similar principle to the, the, you know, we're all created equal, you know, more kind of religious view, which is what I hold, but the liberal view, it's like, we have a common humanity and, you know, we can discuss about how you ground that common humanity, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but it's like, yeah, man, like let's, let's see value in each other as intrinsic just because we're human, just because we're people. And let's not like start with the surface level labels. Let's right. start with the fundamental of we're all people. We're all flawed. Yeah. We're all messed up in the head. We'll yeah. have like messed up thoughts sometimes, right? We all do bad things sometimes. Yeah. And so, and maybe say things and think things that are wrong. Let's give each other the benefit of the dot and let's just chat. Let's have a conversation. And one of the reasons that I got excited about doing podcasts is because like I started by listening to them, I started realizing like, oh, this is where the real conversations are happening. You know, this is where people are really chatting and, and, and getting it going. And, you know, like not always, like sometimes you're just being silly and just fooling around and making jokes and all that. You know, <laughs> like it doesn't Which have to cool be too. deep. It doesn't have to be deep, but it's a, uh, but it's like really where it happens is whenever there's that like friendship and then familiarity and like we can just mingle. And and I try doing that on Facebook a few times and, you know, I'll probably keep trying every now and then to post questions. But it's it's so hard to really get your point across because to get your point across, sometimes it's a very complex idea and you need to type a bunch. But what happens when you see that someone replies to you and it's like a whole freaking essay? You're like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to read that. Like, this guy's angry, <laughs> you know, like, he's going to try to shame me. And, and so, and I did that a few times that I was like, you know, like, with, not with bad intentions. Like, I, I was genuinely trying to state my opinion, but I wrote a freaking essay. And it's just, that's just kind of the format. You see that and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess it does seem a little, like, I showed it to my wife once and she didn't even read it. She had no idea what it was. I was like, oh, look what I wrote, like, what I wrote. And she's like, oh. She's like, why did you write that? She's like, what? Like, you don't even know what I wrote. And she's like, yeah, but like, if you see that this way, like, it's a lot. She's it's like, overwelming. So words. But yeah, it's overwhelming. And, and I guess it makes sense. So I was like, yeah, how about, and now you only get to do it with one person at a time or two when you do it like this, you know, yeah. but it's better. I don't know. I think it's better. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for being here. And, and, uh, Oh, dude, like I said, thank you for inviting me. I feel like I felt honored when you like messaged me. You're like, I'm doing a new podcast. I was like, dude, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you said you, you've been thinking about wanting to do one and, and you have to tell me more about you because I've been talking a lot about me. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. Um, um, well, it, it's crazy because um, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I honestly felt like a lot of people had the wrong perspective, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's just me. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't like my opinion and that's okay. But I felt like a lot of people had the wrong perspective. I felt like ultimately nobody knew that was yeah. my opinion. Nobody knew. I yeah. felt like the government didn't know 
the CDC didn't know, the politicians, the doctors, nobody knew. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, like you said, just give people the benefit of the doubt that they're human and that you try. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I felt. I was like, I felt like everybody's trying. And see, I remember back when I was in college, I was, I was in school and school got canceled for a week back when swine flu happened. Oh, and, well. yeah. The H1N1, like yeah. uh, swine flu happened um, and school got canceled for a week. And then after the week, they were like, oh, the outbreak was contained. It wasn't really as bad as we thought. It was no big deal. Everybody go back to class. Everybody go, you know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. And so when um, when when COVID happened, um, my perspective, just being me and mm -hmm. like stupid human Superman complex, like oh, it's going to be fine. Just like swine <laughs> flu, it'll pass. It'll be no big deal. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. freaking out. It's no big deal. Yeah. And then when it got more serious, I was like, okay, well, it'll still pass. Just give it a, give it a week. Give it a month. Yes. It yes. A, like I kept thinking it was going to pass quickly, but at the same time, like everybody yeah. was quick to get on social media and get loud and get ugly. Yeah. And, and I felt like I was like, everybody wants to attack the right. Everybody wants to attack the left. Everybody wants to attack yeah. anyone who's different from them. Yeah. They got to too political it. too quickly. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to politicize it. They wanted to blame their bosses. And I was like, dude, your bosses are just doing what they're, they're being told. Yeah, I was like, yeah. everybody wanted to blame somebody. And I was just mm -hmm. like, and then I remember going into straight, like Rachel called me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, right. she was like, Corey, like I, uh, like I could use a hand if you got some time. And I was like, well, what do you need? She was like, she had me come in and I literally uh, mounted all the plexiglass and stuff above the counters for her. Okay. And, um, yeah. And it was crazy because I was doing that. And I remember listening to Clint and he had a, a meeting and um, uh, uh, an employee, a staff meeting with everybody. And he was mm -hmm. just talking about like he kind of put out his emotions and stuff about how he appreciated the people who stuck with him through the, the trials and all this stuff. And I was just like, I was like, this, that's the stuff that a lot of people don't see is that like humanity, like you said, like, mm -hmm. like the people who are business owners who are fighting for their employees to be there yeah you know and there was so many people getting on social media blaming their bosses and blaming the polit politicians and everything and i was like look we're all kind of in the not know yeah and so i just started posting stuff trying to be positive like constantly mm -hmm. like i was posting I, I started that's when i started my youtube channel um mm -hmm. i started posting stuff daily and it was wow. doug Rowe. i don't remember if you do you remember doug Rowe from mm -hmm. straight yeah, he yeah. was the one who hit me up and he was like, he was like, Corey, you're always posting all this stuff. He's like, he's like, isn't this a good time for you to put it on YouTube? And I was like, it is. Yeah. Like let's do he, it. he was yeah. the one who told me. It was so weird that he called me. You were just phone talking. using your phone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I just like used my need. phone and like yeah. I was posting videos on YouTube and I was doing it daily for a long while. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, for a long time I had been posting on my blog. And I had some followers, but not a lot. And yeah. then I was posting on Facebook. I was posting everywhere. And I was everything I was posting, I was just posting, like I was trying to encourage people to just take the good out of all this. Like, look, let's support each other. Let's yeah. love each other. Stop being mad at somebody. That's I was right. like, we're all going through a hard time. Yeah, I was trying to, you know, that was part, was part of the pandemic that was so crazy to me is that it was this huge, massive thing that affected the entire world, right? Yeah and the whole world but 
you know, it was scary and it was deadly, but it was not as deadly as we were originally led to believe it was going to be. Like right. we were thinking like it was going to be millions and millions of people just dying left and right. Quickly, right. Right. And it wasn't, I mean, now we're like at a, what is it? I don't even know. I've lost count. I haven't been keeping count, but we, we went <laughs> over a million for sure, but it was over a long period of time. And so, right. you know, it wasn't as bad as we originally thought, but I feel like, you know, when you see something like you remember 9-11 and how like united people got, I mean, at least for a brief while, because it started getting political quickly too. Right. But, but you could see at least that common spirit of like, we're all on this together yeah things are bad and we're all in this together and with COVID I was hoping it would get to that point but I just never saw it get there and it was it made me really (laughs) sad really because it's like no like we really are in this together and it really is messed up I have a few people try to say that I I heard online and stuff but yeah man it was it was definitely a dark time and, and people getting just like it highlighting all those divisions was not good yeah. yeah. So definitely voices like yours helped a lot. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, t- I told Kimberly, I talked to Kimberly about it a few different times because it was interesting. I've, I've heard, um, I've heard like uh, different therapists talk about it, motivational speakers, and mm-hmm. even some celebrities who uh, disappeared from the light for a while. Um, and this wow. was like pre COVID, but they like, uh, I remember um, years ago, Ryan Reynolds and Will Smith and like there were several people who come out and spoke about it and they're like, well, where have you been? Where have you been? What have you been doing? And they would talk about the idea of if you could just take four months and just disappear. Hmm. And most people can't do that. Of course, a celebrity who's making millions can do that, yeah. you know, but if you're, if you're not making millions and you don't have a, a savings account, how do you just disappear for four months? But like yeah. they, they talked about the idea and there's been motivational speakers and like I said, therapists and different people who have talked about if you could just take like six weeks, like most mm-hmm. people can't disappear for four months, but if you could disappear for six weeks and just cut off your phone, cut off your mm-hmm. contact with everybody and just focus on your own emotional and mental state that you'll yeah. come back rejuvenated as a new person. Yeah. And I was like, I continued to try to kind of talk about that aspect of COVID. Like when, when the lockdown happened and they're like, nobody leave your house. And I was like, you've been given a gift, man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, you've been told don't leave your house. You've been told don't go to work. You've been told like shut the door and take a moment for yourself. I was like, mm-hmm. can we look at this moment right now as a gift instead of a yeah. curse? Yes. And 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 it was and it was funny because I remember when Kimberly first told me, Oh, I heard this thing on the news that they're gonna not let people leave their homes. And I was like, That's not real. I was like, Yeah. I was like, are they going to have SWAT team up and down Menchaca? Yeah, I was like, if yeah. I got to go somewhere, I'm going somewhere. That's and right. then as soon as like it became real, okay, it's official. I was like, yeah. well, damn, it's real. Yeah, yeah two, like, weeks, sudden- two weeks to slow the spread, to flatten the curve. I was all on board with that too. I mean, I was like, this makes sense. And I, and I saw it similarly. I was like, yeah. hey, this is a great chance to stop. Yeah. Let's stop for a moment and let's yeah. look around and, you know, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy because... Like people, you know, people were, we were given this, this moment, you know, and, and to me, like I said, I understand people got bills and they've got stuff to take care of, but we were also in a moment where they said mm-hmm. they weren't going to penalize you for being late. 
They weren't going to penalize you. You know, they weren't going to evict people. They understood that people yeah. were not allowed to go to their job. So yeah. I was like, you've been given an opportunity to just, and so that's what I started doing. I started kind of trying to pitch that mindset on, on YouTube, on Facebook and on my Instagram and everything. And then when I was doing that, um, a buddy that went to school with me um, years ago, uh, mm. he messaged me and he's like, dude, he's like, you're doing like, he's like, I think we're, we're, we're on the same mindset, man. And he's always trying to post like real positive stuff and mm -hmm. just have a, he, he, he calls himself the juggernaut of joy. And okay. <laughs> so he always posts on his Instagram and stuff. He hashtags everything juggernaut of joy and he's have a, have an awesome day, have a joyful day and this and that. Yeah. And so he, he messaged me and he was like, he was like, dude, I've got like camera equipment and this and that. And he's like, I'm doing nothing with any of this. He's like, I used to think when I was in school, I was going to be a, yeah, I was going to do all this stuff. And then since then I've just been working and I don't do anything with that stuff. He's like, mm -hmm. let's get together and let's do like a, a podcast or something. And I was like, dude, that's a freaking awesome idea. Yeah. And um, then it just like never happened. And then, yeah. so I started thinking, I was like, when Corey was in school and when he was in kindergarten and me and Colton were home together alone, me and Colton on my little channel, I started having these little, uh, cause Colton, uh, Corey was five and Colton was four. <laughs> we oh, started wow. having this, these little episodes every once in a while. It was called Colton chat. And oh. I was like, what does my little guy want to talk about? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'd be like a four or five minute video. Yeah. And, and we would just talk about whatever. And then I was like, at some point, um, I was like, we're gonna, we need to do like a family podcast. Cause I was like, yeah, uh, I started like trying to brand my family and build this thing on, on Facebook and yes. on uh, Instagram and everything. Like everything is being Bayless. Yes. I, yeah, being Bayless. Everything I is started being seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, we, we got to start a podcast. And then I don't know, with both of them in school and Kimberly's schedule being so crazy, it's just one of those things that I've continued to say. It's like, I'm going to do this one day. I just don't know when. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's tough, man. It is, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause I, I kept thinking, I was like, if I'm going to start this, I got to do it regularly. Yeah. Like, at least on YouTube, it's like, if I do two videos a day or whatever, it's cool. And if I skip yes. like four days before a video, it's cool. Like, nobody cares as much. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have a podcast, like you gotta have a schedule, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. was like, I was like, I gotta be ready to fully commit with the family to do it if I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And so I've been thinking So that's the idea to do with something with your family. Yeah. Okay. So since we've been out here, I've been thinking, like, maybe, maybe now's the time to start thinking about something. But the last few weeks I've been trying to do the whole homeschool thing, and that's been oh, <laughs> It's a journey, dude, especially in the hotel. Yeah, I can imagine, dude. That's nuts. Lord. Yeah, because, I mean, they're how old are your kiddos? Seven and eight. Yeah, so they, they're, you're still able to know this stuff. Like, they're not, you know, once they get to, like, high school, they'll be learning some stuff that it's like, oh, no, man, I don't remember <laughs> any of this stuff. <laughs> you're like, I still remember how to add and subtract. I can help you with this right now. <laughs> dude it's it's crazy dude like they're they're in a stem academy mm -hmm. and so they're like it's like it's like they're doing they're in a christian-based stem academy okay so they have anywhere from eight to ten lessons in a day yeah and every day starts with like their bible and their pledge and nice it, 
and then after they do the Bible, the pledge, and then they have like uh, Colton's in second grade. So he has like three or four songs every morning, okay. um, which is cool because it gets him up and gets him pumped for the day. Yeah. But Corey does like one or two songs and they from day to day, they kind of change it. But after that, then they've got like, oh, my gosh, so many classes. Like, it's crazy. I mean, like so many classes it's crazy like yeah i, I just can't even wrap my head around and you have each for them what a computer or an ipad or something like that so they can yeah they got like a little laptop and then um they sent all their textbooks and then they have um their teacher is like pre-recorded on dvds okay but we have deadline dates to turn in their quizzes and their tests and their homework we mail everything in yeah and and then they send us like their progress reports yeah it's crazy yeah, can't imagine that. But yeah, well, so this whole this whole schooling in the hotel has been a process. Yeah, yeah, man. So you just basically just started that, so you're trying to figure it out. I can't imagine. So oh yeah, I'm definitely trying to figure it out. I got no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Kimberly's so tell like, me, tell me Kimberly's about got your... like a better mindset for it. She's just like, oh, we'll get through this, and I'm like, lots of prayers every day. Dear <laughs> right, Lord, help me. Right. Well, and I, I'll also be praying for you, man. You know, that's another thing, right? I get to hear a little bit more personal stuff, what's going on in your life. So I can pray a little more for people, a little bit more Absolutely. in depth. Um, so tell me about your your business. What is it? What do you do? Uh, well, like I was saying, um, I started my first business was reselling. One. Reselling, yeah. yeah. And we we I got to that doing, point and then I interrupted you like I'm doing right now. That's totally cool. <laughs> and then we went on a tangent. So you started reselling in 2001. Yeah. And I've been doing that like pretty much since then. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, off and on. Um, I had when I left, I, I have an eBay store. I have a an Etsy store. Mm-hmm. I have a Posh store and a Reverb store. Wow. Yeah. And um, I see Reverb for sure. Yeah. 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 Um. And so depending on what I'm selling and what I get, I'll sell it in different places. And um, because I've learned that you can get more value for stuff depending on where you sell it, which makes sense. You know, like when I started way back in the day, I just was, everything was on eBay. And, um, and then I've learned that people will pay more in different places and people will pay and people will sell faster depending on where you sell it. Yeah. Um, But ultimately that's just something that I've done for so long. And I've still got, a, you know, inventory and stuff. So it's something that's been hard to walk away from. But it's definitely something that it's a hustle. I can't yeah. really call it a like it's it's a hustle. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like I could get something today and I could sell it the same day I list it or I could get something today and I could be looking at it next year still. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it's like. It's like I was constantly buying more product and trying to sell stuff. And like every day was just constantly a, a, a process and a hustle. Yeah. And so it's not something I really want to continue doing. It's just mm. something that I've done for so long. Yeah. Um, my Where do you keep all your inventory? inventory? Do what? Where do you keep all your inventory? What kind of stuff do you sell? Man, I'll sell anything. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've literally sold so much, uh, different kinds of stuff. Like I said, I mean, I've sold musical, it was easy to get musical gear in like, uh, Austin because you could find yeah. them at like thrift stores. Oh yes. Like you could find stuff at thrift stores, Goodwill. 
And you just go up you to Clint and Rachel. Oh, sorry. I don't know what happened on that guitar. It just never <laughs> arrived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what happened to the trouble? I don't know. It just disappeared. It, I don't know. It disappeared. It's, it just never shut up. Your car is like like pulled <laughs> out. <laughs> no, no, kid, without no kidding around, kidding around. Um, so you you sell all kinds of stuff, and music instruments are easy to find in Austin for sure. Yeah, yeah, they, they because people like um, it's crazy. I mean, people pass away, or people move out of their house, or people yeah. whatever. I mean, anything happens, or they something breaks, and they'll just go buy a new one and drop it off at a store or something and it's like yeah. and it's crazy i mean i've literally sold broken gear i mean because oh. people yeah people know how to fix it you know that makes sense yeah it's, especially even old old stuff like really really hot stuff the hot the highest ticket item stuff that i would get was like the old school dj stuff mm-hmm. and like uh recording gear like yeah. uh, if you find any old school like cassette stuff that stuff is pricey now right and you can find and people at like thrift stores and goodwill or whatever they think it's worthless they're like ah 15 bucks i don't know yeah it looks electronic but yeah, it's got it looks set, it's so all it's dusty like nothing right it smells <laughs> right and it's like you Sticky. turn around and that's like hundreds of dollars dude. that's crazy, wow. crazy. yeah um i i yeah. you know i've considered doing that but i want to like niche down to something that i enjoy like i've thought about doing books or video games or something like that but yeah man i've tried it a couple of times but what's crazy about it is that it sounds almost easy like you just go somewhere where you can get the thing for cheap mm-hmm. and then you sell it somewhere where you can sell it for a little bit more expensive right right but it's hard to do because you need to it develop is. an eye and you need to understand and do research and be knowledgeable enough to know mm-hmm. where that happens yeah. Like the principle behind doing it is simple, but actually making it happen, it's yeah. it's work, dude. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, if it was easy, I, everybody would be doing it, right? Everybody would. Right. Make it. Yeah, I mean, I got started doing like you just said, like video games before I got started because really? yeah, my uncle actually he was working for <laughs> my uncle in the nineties was working as a manager in an apartment complex. No, oh. and um when me and my brother came to stay with him my me and my brother we were and my mom were moving uh, my mom was going through a divorce and we were moving to corpus mm. and so when we moved back to corpus we're like we'll stay in we'll stay at unk's house until they get our new apartment ready and it was just going to be like a couple of days but like we were there like for a couple of days and while we were there we were like hey can we like set up our sega in your in your room nice little and mega drive like, yeah we set up the Sega and we were playing and we were like, Hey, Unk, man, come play with us. And so he yeah. played a couple of games and he was like, he got hooked. He hadn't, he was, like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, dude, I haven't played a video game since I was on an arcade in the eighties. Yeah. And so he was like, he was like, I haven't played an arcade, a, a game in forever. So on his way home one night, he stopped at a pawn shop and saw all these Sega games. And he was like, I'll buy the whole box. Cause I don't know what any of these games are. That's and right. so he you just try offered them, them some money to buy the whole box and they gave it to him. And my uncle was also really good about like he could haggle anything. They'll mm-hmm. have like a box of games that are like ten dollars a piece, and he'll be like, "I'll give you fifty bucks for the box." And I don't know why they would say yes, but they would. <laughs> I don't know how he yeah. like I could do that, and they would look at me like, "What's wrong with you? Not, What's wrong with you, man?" 
yeah, but like <laughs> my uncle could do that and they'd just be like, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how he did That's it. another so, skill, right? Yeah. yeah. So he'd come back with these box of games and then we'd try out all the games with my uncle. And then he'd be like, well, what do I do with the games we don't like? That's and right. So he figured out that he could sell them on eBay. Nice. And then he started making money by selling the games we didn't want on eBay. So he quit <laughs> his job at the apartment. <laughs> Whoa, he was doing that well. And he's been working. He's been selling on eBay. Since How like old were you? Huh? How old were you when, when this was happening? I was 16. Okay. So you, you saw it happen and you're like, yeah. oh, this is a yeah. thing that can actually make money and yeah. be a thing. Wow. Yeah, and, and he kept telling me, it was funny because I was 20 when I finally started doing it because he kept telling me, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I was like, dude, I don't know, man. That sounds like real pain. And he's yeah. like, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I was like, I don't, I, like it took a while to convince me. Yeah. And I was like, I think it was right before I was 21 that I started. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Okay. And um, now I'm, like I said, I'm I'm doing a lot of different things um, now. Um I've, uh, me and my partner in Austin, mm -hmm. we're actually, um, we do investing. Okay. Doing, like, uh, we have a group. There's like seven of us now in the group. Um, we have an online, uh, group chat that we just continue to share tips and stuff. And nice. everybody's got different backgrounds. Um, yeah. my partner, he's an expert in Forex and, okay. uh, his, uh, his specialty is risk management. He actually went to like Macomb's business. Um, oh, okay. And he worked, for, he worked for Schwab and he worked for Merrill Lynch. And so like his background is, uh, yeah, he's like brilliant. Whereas I am, I, I've learned as I've gone. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, learned, I've learned along the way. So he has, he has like a more like a academic like background yeah. on business and all of that yeah. and money. I wish yeah. I had more of an academic background on business and money. I'm learning a lot. I think we all need I've to. Been. Yeah. This just this year, dude, for the first time I started to get serious about money. Um, like it's not like I haven't been serious. I've, I've been serious about learning how to manage it. Right. Which yeah. is one side of the equation. Yeah. And my wife and I are really good. And we're really solid. We do everything together. Like every Sunday, we go through our our transactions, right? We do our bookkeeping, basically, and make sure everything's That's looking awesome. good. And so it's awesome, dude. We we have a really good system down. But generating money, right? Managing money is one thing. Generating money is a whole yeah. nother beast. And that's what I've been trying to dive into this year. Really trying to figure out, like, why, how? How do people make money? Like, yes, work, right? <laughs> but some of these people, like, they they do work, but they do work in a very specific kind of way that it generates more money. So, and then and then you get money to work for you too, right? Like like you're talking about investing. So there's a lot of stuff, and it's very deep. And so I've I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of stuff. And I'm first year that I started getting serious about, you know what? I, I want to start businesses. I want to actually grow, and you know maybe hire people in the future that kind of thing so anyway tell me tell me more about your investing group well so like i said we've got uh see my i went to school for psychology that's right that's you, right 
he went to school for business and which is interesting because my partner and Anna, it's a lot of psychology. And, uh, and selling. There's a lot of psychology on selling for sure. I'm, there is dude. It's really cool. Um, there was actually this really cool class when I was at UT that I wanted to take, but I wasn't eligible. Um, it was mm. the psychology of marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, I figured I was like, I'm a psychology major. Like I should be eligible, but it was literally um, it was a, uh, earmarked for uh, marketing and business majors only. So because I wasn't a business major and I wasn't a marketing major, um, I wasn't allowed to take it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Come on. Guys, like I was so on. wanted to take that class. Um, the, the psychology of marketing. I was like, gosh. yeah, a whole yeah. class. Yeah. Um, but uh, my, my partner and Anna, we went to, uh, he, he, he's got his master's down. He's in uh, engineering. And he's done several different kinds of engineering, but we went to school at ACC together and then I got transferred to UT and he got transferred to UT Dallas. Hmm. And then up there he met his wife and uh, he got, he's working for Raytheon aircraft now. And so, yeah, they're up there. (laughs) He's not moving. Um, So um, it's interesting because he told me when I told him that I'm way better at understanding the stock market, and my partner Z understands the forex market much better. And Z always tell me, "Oh, boy, you understand more about you think you're giving me more credit than I deserve." Yeah. And, um, and my buddy Garrett, who's in Anna, he always tells me he thinks it makes sense because his his background was in business, and so forex operates more based on like concrete numbers and analytics opposed mm-hmm. to like the stock market where yeah. the stock market actually is influenced much more by culture, behavior, society. Yeah. Yeah. Which with my background in psychology, psychology, mm-hmm. it actually just makes more sense. To me. It makes um, sense. Yeah. And so, and you know, like what you were just commenting about, like you, uh, you and your wife are really got money managing down. I think that's incredible. Um, yeah. Just because in my opinion, Money's easy to make, and that I say that with I say that very loosely because yes, there's always there's so much money out there, <laughs> and there's so many things that we can do to make money, you know. Yeah, but managing money is where most people fail. Yeah, you know, most people will work and they'll look back at their lives and they're like, Oh, well, I made this much each year, and I've been working for 10 years. My god, where is, where it, is all? it? Yeah, yeah, and it's like money managing is where most people fail. Um mm-hmm. Like you said, it's like obviously working hard and um, like you said, you have these goals of starting businesses and stuff. And it's like yeah. you have plenty of time to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, you do, um, even though you can say, well, I you know, wish I would have made more by now. You know, we yeah. can all say that. Yeah. But um, managing money is something that takes most people longer to I think um, it took me a long time to get good at it. And I think I'm, I, I think I still struggle with it from time to time. Whereas it's food, I don't know. Man. I can tell usually somebody how to manage their money. Huh? Food is usually food. <laughs> so expensive yeah. and so good. It's so good. And it's so pricey. And yeah. then you're like, well, this is my daily budget. This is my weekly budget. This mm-hmm. is my, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I really am really hungry. That sounds so good. And that's out of my budget. Yeah. It's okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Man. It's like managing money is is a struggle. So uh, I actually, you know, hats off to you guys for locking that down. Yeah. Well, it's such a good, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I, I did want to talk a little bit about family and, and, and all of that. Yeah. But, but I think it's a good segue into that. Um, I think that's helped our marriage so much yeah. trying to get on the same page about money and just yeah. say, let's sit down. My bank account is your bank account. We see, I, you see what I see, yeah. right? You know, I don't have any secret money expenses here or there. No. And, you know, like it's, this is all we have. It's not a lot, but this is what we have and we have it together. And, yeah. and like, you know, learning how to fight about it too. It's important because <laughs> I mean, money, it's like, they're like little carts, little pieces of paper or, or digital numbers now, I guess yeah. that allow you to tell things how much you value them right yeah. now there are things that are priceless right obviously but usually what you put your money is where this kind of stuff that you care about or your heart is is right the bible says where your heart where your treasure is there will your heart be right. where your treasure is there will your heart be also yeah and yeah i mean it's <laughs> so being able to come together and talk about money and like that's been so great. Such a blessing to be able to do that. Absolutely, man. I think a lot of, uh, I think, like you said, you know, just the, the power that um, we can give it and allow it to take over us. And, mm -hmm. and, and the, the strength that your relationship can have. Um, yeah. That's, that's definitely um, something Kimberly and I have worked on a lot as well. Just, you know, being able to be, you know, completely transparent in that stuff. Um, yeah. and, and like you said, there's, there's going to be disagreements. So like, well, maybe this isn't really that important or maybe it is, mm -hmm. and, you know, you, like you said, you've got to be willing to, you know, hash that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think too many people, um, like they say, that's like one of the, I don't know, one of the highest rates of divorce or whatever is based on yeah. financial reasons. Yeah. And it's because people are like, they disagree and they won't talk about it. Or like yeah. you said, they'll have that separate bank account and they're like, well, it's in my account or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got a, one of my uncles and his wife struggled all the time. And it was, it was interesting how to me, like he was completely open about it. He was like, money's not personal. We can just talk about it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't really talk about money with everybody, but um, he That's was right. like, no, man. He's like, conflicts that people have over money yeah. um and relationships like there's such this high divorce rate over finances and yeah. i think you know when you're just transparent about things and you just you're able to say it's like like you say it's like when it's part of your vows man, we're we are one if we become yes. one how is our money separate That's you know right. yeah. and it's like I, i've known people I, like i said one of my uncles and like money's not personal. We can just talk about it. And I, I don't really talk about money with everybody. It's not yeah. that I'm not willing to, but I just don't put it out there either. Yeah. If you want to talk about it, it's fine. That's right. But, but um, he'd just be like, oh, it's just money. It's not personal. So we can talk about it. And like he had his account, his wife had her account. She paid for certain bills. He paid for certain bills. Yeah. And they always had conflicts over things. And I was like, it's like, I really think y'all got to get past this separation and remember that y'all are together. Yeah. You know, I think that's a common, common 
conflict that people have. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny and it's, it probably sounds cheesy or whatever, but something me and Kimberly have done forever. It's like, you know, you have this idea. It's like, well, how am I ever supposed to like surprise you or do something for you? Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, how am I supposed to do something if you could see the account? And it's like every now and then we'll just be like, you, you just, if you're trying to surprise them on a whim, Mm-hmm. Then you just kind of roll the dice and you're like, ah, uh, they probably, it's like Thursday. They're probably not going to look at the account this morning. You know, <laughs> it's like, I could do something. They won't know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, you just tell them, it's like, Hey, um, I got something happening today. So can you just like keep your eye off the account? Oh yeah, no problem. And it's like, <laughs> it kind of takes a, a little bit away from it, but at the same time, it's like, they don't know what you're doing. What does it matter? That's right. You got to get it, creative. I, yeah, it's more important to have that 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 bond and that connection. Yeah. And you can still, like you said, be creative in how you surprise them. It's like they would have never thought you were going to do that. Yeah. They just knew you were about to spend some money. See, it's tricky, I think, because my Katie likes being surprised. My wife likes being surprised. Yeah. So I have to come up with ways to surprise her. Other people don't care about being surprised. So you get them something like, oh, thank you. And it's really nice. And they see it on the bank transaction and it's fine. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but Katie likes being surprised. So it's you got to get creative. Like I have um, every month we have a budget item for us, like just fun money. Like you can buy yourself a game or books or whatever you want to do. And it's, all, it's only a set amount. And she had, and we each have the set amount. And this past month, I was like, you know what? I have enough stuff. Like, I don't need more stuff. So I'm just going to give away this money. And so I bought her a gift for that, my fun money. And I gave the rest away to a charity. And it's not a whole lot of money. So, you know, it's not. And, but it's like, you know, we'll give, give, about, give away the money. And, and that's fine. And that's, that's rewarding in and of itself. If you, people tell, tell you, thank you. Yeah. But, but I got her a gift. And it was like a simple little D&D uh dungeons and dragons uh thing um dice set and like a little mat to throw to throw the dice that's Um, awesome and because we've we've been playing it a good bit over the past year year yeah about a year maybe close to two years now and um anyway she's really into it i'm not as into it as she is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she, she she really likes it and she really, really enjoys it so i got her a little mat and uh you know it's a simple thing but she wasn't expecting it and that's the point is that i did something that was neat, uh unexpected and fun and so you know you get her a gift but you gotta get creative and, and you can still make it work but yeah there's definitely a an obstacle a problem that we've encountered like we know all the money where it's going so i can't just get you something to surprise you yeah. But I think, like I said, I think, like you said, if, if, if you're willing to just put in a little bit of effort and be creative, I think it's um, it's so much more valuable in people's relationship mm-hmm. to have that connection that, you know, that there's this there's there's a, a level of trust. But even 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 beyond that, there's like this. We're in this together. Yes. You know. It's like, you know, me and Kimberly have been, you know, um, for for a good while now. That's something that um, she's been incredible um, about is like, 
you know, I have my business and she was, she, when I met her, she was finishing up nursing school yeah. and, um, or she had just finished nursing school and she was starting on her next certificate. She had just finished her LVN and she was working on her RN when I met her. Wow. And, um, and then when we had Corey, um, she was doing, she was running her own business when I met, she was a uh, bookkeeper. She had her own bookkeeping business and oh, she had wow. a handful of clients. And then, um, and often on through the years. Is she a CPA? Uh, she, um, no, she doesn't do taxes. Um, okay. She does everything but taxes. Okay. Okay. Like there's a couple of people who have had her get all the, prepare all their taxes, but to actually file it, she'll turn it over to a CPA. Yes. Yes. Um, um, so she'll, she'll organize and itemize and, you know, do all that stuff if, if it's just tax stuff. But um, other people, she's like done their, for different businesses and different people who ran their own companies and stuff. She's, does she do your numbers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She does all mine. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, which is such a, Oh man. Like I used to do it and it was such a hassle. I was yeah. just like, yeah, it just was. And it's like, I love math, but when it yeah. came to my own, <laughs> my own like business, I was just like, Oh, this is just, it's just so taxing. Yeah, um, I work at a at an accounting firm right now because I'm trying to get better at that. Um, oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm the administrative assistant, so I don't do a whole lot of bookkeeping. I do a little bit, um, but I'm just trying to get good at that because, again, I, this whole year, man, I'm trying to figure out money, like moving money around, how to make it, how to all that. And so it's it's been interesting working there. But, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this right here has been like um... – I don't know. A godsend, yo, for real. I think yeah. like, um, I think like there's a reason that, you know, like you said, me and you, we've had conversations and stuff over the years and we've had like posts on each other's social media and stuff like that. And we used to goof around at straight and stuff, but I think our, our deep conversation has been incredibly limited until now. And I yeah. feel like I don't know. We've both learned a lot about each other today. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a reason we've stayed connected all this time. And I feel like we can both help each other. And um, I think that's what we're put. I think we're put in people's paths for a reason, you know? Yeah. And I think um, a lot of the stuff you're trying to do and a lot of the stuff we're trying to do, I think, um, <laughs> I think, you know, you know, uh, probably more than you think you do about a lot of the stuff we're trying to do. And I think we know stuff. I think we're going to help each other a lot and that's going to be good. And then once we all get back to Texas, you know, who knows where things will go, you know? Yeah. At the very least, we'll have a lot more uh, in-person hanging out time, you know? Dude, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I, I, I've thought about, there's this like news guy journalist. I don't really follow him. I used to watch some of his stuff years back his name is tim pool uh-huh. guy won't be with a beanie and uh but he has a van and he drives around he drives around in his van and he records his podcast on his van he has a whole setup it's like man that sounds fun that <laughs> is awesome i want to have a van and go to people's places and like have chats with people because this, you know <laughs> this is this is a good like second but there's nothing like being in person and talking to people so but yeah man thank you so much i i've really enjoyed just talking and like you said building a a more um real connection because yeah, yeah i mean 
I always, you know, and, and I feel that way about like a lot of the people that, that I've worked with and, you know, a lot of the people at straight and stuff, you know, the only person that I ever actually had a long conversation with was Larry, Larry Graves. Um, yeah. Uh, we went out he's to a, eat to a Chinese he's a really restaurant. Smart guy. Yeah. Well, we are like in, we, we believe very different things, Larry and I, and, uh, you know, from a political angle, from a, uh, religious non-religious yes. angle all that like we're very different and but because of that and he was willing to engage with me i think on facebook and such i was like dude let's go grab some uh something to eat and let's go have a talk like i will really yeah. enjoy that and i learned a lot from him from that from that one chat we had and so yeah man it's there's just nothing like doing this i think yeah you know it's funny because you talked about uh pool and his van um when yeah. I when I realized uh, when I realized that I wanted to do different stuff and I wanted to um, um, I, like for a while I was doing um, consulting and coaching with like people who were trying to grow their business. That's why I started my blog actually hmm. um, because I wanted to help people with stuff like that. And when I realized I wanted to do that is because I had this guy that I met when I first got to Austin. And I, I came to Austin to go to UT and I had full intention that I'm going to go to UT and then I'm going back home to San Antonio. Wow. And then once I got to Austin, I was like, I'm never going back to San Antonio. What for? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people stay in Austin because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but this guy that I met when I first got here, he was so young when I met him. I mean, I was young, I was 21. Um, but he was 17 and, um, he was just graduating high school, but me and him worked together in a restaurant. And as we worked together, we just became friends. And he had all, he's really ambitious and he had all these great business ideas and I had business ideas and we continued to think that we could mesh them together. Mm -hmm. And it, it took a while for me to figure out, but he had a lot more ideas than he actually had drive to do anything. Mm. Um, he, he actually, um, he ran a successful coaching business for a long while. Um, he got, he was coaching for several different businesses and corporations would pay him to come in and evaluate their business and stuff like that when he was in his early twenties. Wow. But mostly um, he just didn't have a lot of drive because he was able to make money doing very little. Um, he didn't have a lot of drive to work hard to build something. Yeah. Um, but I remember it was funny one day we were just talking because we were talking about, um, I don't know about the people that I had when I was working in the research lab at UT um, in the, I was working in the social psych research lab and I was talking about how I had to interact with different people to do these questionnaires and stuff and mm -hmm. to have validation for our next research project. And he was talking about the different people that he had coached in business and stuff. And we were, we just had this silly idea one day. We we're like, we should just go to like a thrift store and buy a couch. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to buy a couch and just like take it downtown okay. and put it in front of one of these big giant, you know, high rise buildings and just put it right on the concrete, right in front of there and sit there. And we were going to film it and we were going to call it like two guys on a couch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just going to see if we could talk to anybody or if anyone would be interested in talking. Sounds to like such an house. Austin thing to do, man. That's so funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we just, <laughs> We were just like, we we're like, man, this could be a great idea. People would love this. And we'll probably get a lot of people who would hate this. This would yeah, be great. Yeah, yeah. 
and we totally never did it. Of course, oh, that's just man. one of the ideas we had that never happened. Come on, no, someone's gonna hear this. I know, uh, right? And they're gonna do it. And they're gonna do it, and we're gonna be like, "That was our idea." Yeah. Carlos, so if it's not done before we get back to Texas, we should do it. Need a truck though. I want to get one of those Tesla ones, the the new ones that are coming up. The, oh, the stupid cool. looking ones. <laughs> Looks so dumb, but I want it. Uh, the, we can get ourselves a Tesla truck and an old beat up couch. <laughs> freaking cyber truck. Yeah. Cyber truck. Yeah. Yeah. How cool would that be? That would be so fun. Yeah, we'd meet so many people, dude. Yes, yes. And, well, I uh, did. I actually did some tax preparing this month, this year, working at a Jackson Hewitt, um, doing tax tax rep at a Walmart location. And uh, I'll, I'll, this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll let you say something. Um, but I was preparing taxes, and so at a Walmart, and so random people come up to you with their lives on their hands and they have to tell you their you know marriage status and their social security numbers and their birth dates and everything all their personal stuff to this one random stranger at walmart so (laughs) i felt like part of my job was to make make people feel comfortable enough to do that so i had a lot of really cool conversations with people while i was prepping their taxes and I was, and that was actually one of the big motivations to, to go through and do this podcast. I was like, I like doing this. This is fun. And I like to just enjoy, talk to people and get to meet them. I think that's the yeah. only, the only way that you really get to do that. Other than maybe reading a book that they wrote, you can get a lot yeah. of, from people out of that. Yeah. But anyway, thank that's you so cool. much, Mr. Bailist. Any last words? <laughs> no, man, I uh, I definitely appreciate you, man. This is such a privilege to get to do this with you. And um, I I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you have me again, man. Anytime. It, it's oh, been, I would love to. It's been enlightening. Absolutely. Any any uh, uh, places you want to send people to? Not that there's much of an audience right now, but, you know, retroactively, maybe they'll come back and be like, oh, that's the original Bayless and Rios conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Where should they go to? Where should they go to? Yeah. Where should they go to? Like a place? No. Like, do you have any social media or anything like that? Like you oh, people? yeah, like, man. If you don't care um, people to go to your social media, then that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Um, I'm uh, Corey Bayless on YouTube. Okay. Corey Bayless on YouTube. And, um, uh, yeah, my Instagram is Corey Bean Bayless. And I have my business Instagram is Bean Corey B. Awesome, dude. Well, yeah. I'll make sure to direct people there. I'll probably, I'll try to put links on this thing's description, see if I can get anything like that going. But cool, bro. Thanks for making time, man. I'm getting hungry, so I'm going to go eat now. Absolutely, man. Go get you some breakfast. All right. I want to stop the recording.